We are recording. Cool. <clears throat> Mr. Let's let's get on the move for once. I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Excuse I'm me? Ki- I'm no, kidding. I was about to say, who put off recording like a week last week? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, this, this little band here better make it into the, the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, Chat Hazard. It's your host, Ryorku, doing the intro for once, along with my lovely co-host, Fat Hazard, a.k.a. Noe. Say hi, Noe. I don't like this. What? I don't like this. It's so weird hearing you do the intro. I don't know. I'm just so used to doing it. I did it once before. Yeah, you did. That was hilarious. Yeah, this time I was prepared for it. Last time you just threw me in there. (laughs) Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, anyway, anywho. today we'll be talking about the movie Coraline, uh, yes. 2009 uh, CG stop motion, uh, kind of a, mm, I wouldn't call it a horror so much as like a, uh, what like would you thr- describe it as? You just saw it right now. I would say it's like a suspenseful thriller, maybe. But like a kind of geared towards a younger audience, but maybe not. I don't know. Like parts of it doesn't feel quite so kiddish to me. Oh. Um, but anyway, it's uh, by the same director as uh, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride, uh, Henry Selleck, but not written by Tim Burton, so there's kind of a, a little difference in uh, production there. That's why it's better. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting Damn. take. But anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll Hot take of the day. Oh my god. Is this what I sound like to you whenever you're, you're the one doing this? <laughs> Yes. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That's why so I did it. Because anyway. you fuck with me like that every time I do the intro. You're right. You're right. I I, I deserve the this retribution. <laughs> we'll be giving our thoughts on this. Uh, personally, it's actually one of my favorite movies like of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely uh, like tops uh, as far as an animated movie. Like tied with Spirited Away, probably, for me. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a movie that's actually pretty underrated. You know, uh, you don't really hear a lot of discussion about it. Like, either as, a, as just an animated movie or, like, um, in regards to other stop-motion CG movies that have come out in the same time. So, I was actually going to bring that up because I felt like this was a popular movie when it came out. It wasn't? I think it, it, it definitely wasn't not popular. But, like, if you, like, go back now... Like, you know, people will bring up the other movies I said, like, uh, think uh, James and the Giant Peach or Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride. But this one feels like it gets left out of the conversation a lot from what I see. Kind of hmm. like, um, okay, like, not the same, but, you know, Stranger Than Fiction, like, it's kind of a movie that's, like, feels like it's under the radar. Mm-hmm. This one kind of feels like in that same vein, but with the CG stop motion movies. Oh, gotcha. Boom. You but saw this movie when it came out, right? Uh, I didn't see it right when it came out. I think I saw it uh, like when it first came out on um, like DVD or Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I didn't see it in theaters. But uh, since then, it's been like one of my favorite movies. Like every every year on Halloween, I always rewatch it. Right, right. Because it's just it's that kind of a mood, you know. I had no <laughs> clue this movie existed up until. That's like... so interesting to me. I was like, 
like it, it feels like a movie that I thought at least you or like maybe no. your sister would have seen. But I think I my sister not. probably seen it, but I know I no. I actually, I asked her and she said no, and I was like, oh, I'm oh wow. Yeah, I, I would I would imagine she would have seen this a long time ago. Because uh, because yeah, uh, I I kind of didn't know this movie existed, and I didn't know that you I didn't know why you liked it so much. So I. I don't know. I have a healthy skepticism when you're really hyped about something, Matt. No, no offense. I just don't oh, try to get too hyped about things. Wow, Mister, you who was equally as hyped for things to get me to watch like Boy <laughs> and the Beast or Gurren Lagann. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyways, no, but uh, for reals, I, I I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I thought it was going to be like your typical kind of kids movie because it, it it looked like it was for kids when it came out originally that's kind of like the that kind of thing that throws you off right <laughs> yeah and the movie starts and for the most part uh i noticed it right away the scene transitions that this movie does is like immaculate right like, and uh, absolutely just like immaculate like, uh, like i brought this up like probably like three times around now like the atmosphere like as the the shot opens up you know it's like kind yes. of like uh foggy woods type area like mm -hmm. i love love the the opening transition there Dude, so right away right from the get-go you know i'm already like just i'm always already right into right into go there well that's why like there's a moment where i think Coraline they're they're gonna sit down to eat for the first time her and her parents and you can kind of tell that that they don't listen to her and they're just really busy about doing their own thing oh heck yeah and it's kind of that um honestly, i don't know if i would categorize this as a coming of age but there's a little bit of it in there uh you know she's kind of like in her own world there her parents like you know yeah don't really pay any attention like they're not outright like hostile towards her but i don't know very, like a her like, mom is fucking hostile bro oh uh, well yeah the mom is a bit she's apparently a, that's no she's a bitch <laughs> she's a bitch i fucking hated the mom i don't know no seriously i was like man what the fuck this fucking bitch like holy shit Wow, maybe that's just a a difference in well, you know, I yeah, you're right. I mean, it was like as as like I was gonna say it's, like maybe like a parent thing is a little different, but no, yeah, that mom's goes a little too much in there. Like she's she is so she sounds so bothered by Coraline anytime she comes to talk to her in this movie. Like any not it's not explicitly mentioned, but uh, you notice she's wearing a, a neck brace, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't remember where I had seen this because it's not like outright said in the movie. But uh, there's like, apparently like in, like you know before the movie like uh, I guess they were in an accident that Coraline may have inadvertently caused by distracting her mom, which is why like she injured her neck, and I think she might have some resentment towards Coraline, which is why she kind of treats her that way. Because they they very briefly hinted at uh when she's like oh well, then we had that accident it's not my fault and she's like i didn't say it was your fault Coraline." but you kind of get that like that undertone of like blame that she has towards her yeah no you so I'm not saying that it's justified but i think that's kind of like probably partially reason why she's so uh, I, I don't know with her. maybe but it, man she i fucking i hated both her parents they're they're awful the dad too yeah, he was kind of awful for a bit. Huh. I actually thought he, compared to the mom, that he was, like, uh, again, you know, kind of, like, uh, sucked into his work, but at least, like, gave a little bit of an effort from time to time. 
like with him like singing as he's you know giving her dinner or like messing with her like uh, at bedtime. But uh, yeah. Excellent. So anyway, so yeah, it opens up with them moving into a uh, an apartment or kind of like an apartment house mm-hmm. with uh, other tenants that um, well, I guess occur kind of like of different like walks of life. You have one that's a a Russian like mouse tamer, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like a. He's getting a mouse circus like uh, ready to go, and um, also two former burlesque, uh, uh, I don't know, dancers, performers, performers who are like, I, yeah, who are kind of going senile. <laughs> yeah, kind of, very senile, but with moments of like lucid clarity, like because they, they do help Coraline out, like even if they're not realizing that they are um, at points during the movie. Well, you know, they do. And it's great. The banter between them is actually really funny. It is. And boy, like, also kind of like going back to like, oh, is this a kid's movie? They have like the biggest busts like I've ever seen like in a like a Western CG movie, if you didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed it in particular when they're doing the trapeze stuff way later in the movie and she's in a bikini yeah, basically got pasties on yeah and i'm like holy <laughs> shit this isn't a kid's movie at all <laughs> like dude this movie was was a trip and it's not <laughs> i was about to say for you in more ways than one <laughs> i shouldn't have had that second bowl of spaghetti but anyways oh my god <laughs> oh anyway so for you uh like this being your first time watching it like what was your your kind of like overall experience like and what was the anything that you didn't like about the movie other um, than parents well uh, okay so I'll, I'll correct myself on that i really just didn't like the mob i didn't like the attitude at all even if mm-hmm. it was like because of the accident whatever the dad i i didn't like because of how into his work he was and i he's not so much of an asshole or like i hate him it's just like i really I really despise that for some reason because like I've heard That's fair. I've, I've just heard too many stories from like too many broken people in just in my life in general about how their fathers were there but not really mm-hmm. and that yeah, I don't know yeah. why that just struck a weird chord in me all of a sudden I was just like no, that's, that's interesting yeah I, I'm not yeah him they were you know it goes out of the show that both of them aren't what she's like you know uh, she's not getting what she needs out of her parents, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely felt that more from the mom versus the dad. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely more with the mom than the uh, the dad. Definitely. But yeah. So yeah, they're moving in there, and uh, she's kind of going around the house. It's you know, it's a pretty trashy place, honestly. There's uh, roaches everywhere. Like the showers are like brown water coming out of the pipes, and. Uh, she goes out to, uh, she's kind of out exploring and she meets uh, another character, uh, YB, or Wyborn, one of the uh, the neighbors and the, the mm-hmm. grandson of the, the landlady for the uh, the house that they moved into. Yep. And he's such a weird dude. <laughs> he he kind of is. Right. Bro, I, I don't know. I don't hate him. I don't know <laughs> if I like him. He's just weird. But he's real. Yeah, like, he's the thing is, it caught my attention. It caught my attention. Like, it really caught my attention. It's just like, I was so fascinated by this character that I was like, why is he so fucking weird? I wanted him to show up more throughout the movie so I could under- figure out why he's so fucking weird. And when he comes up I mean, later in the movie. Up, 
Yeah. <laughs> he does show up later, and it's just like, I want to know why you're so fucking awkward, bud. Like, what the fuck is happening? I, you kind of get the sense, and you know, it's they, they don't really explore it either, that he may not come from, like, a very great family either. Like, his name being why born, like, uh, like Coraline kind of mocks him, like, like, oh, why were you born? Mm-hmm. But I think that also might be, like, unintentionally, like, apropos, like, he might not have been, like, a, you know, a child that his parents wanted. Why born? Why were you born? Yeah, when you know? I, when he, when he said his name, and he, she said that to him as a joke, I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. It is a little bit. Like, that, I was like, that hurt me, I'm, and it's a fictional character, you can't hurt his feelings, <laughs> and he's not even real. <laughs> I don't know if you and can tell. I was on board with this movie like right out of the gate. Yeah, that's that's. I wasn't sure how you'd feel about it. Like you said, like, uh, yeah, because from the outset you'd think, yeah, kids movie. So you kind mm-hmm. of go in like maybe but, with, like a different expectation than you would like a like a movie aimed at adults explicitly. I actually went in with really but, low expectations for it because because I didn't want to have too high of an expectation and then be disappointed. That's fair. I I get that. I. I feel like as I'm watching something, my expectations can either go up or down. I usually kind of yeah, yeah, of course, pretty fluid for me. Well, I, I wanted then, to, I uh, wanted to go in with low expectations because I really, well, okay, not low expectations. I wanted to go in with no expectation. Like I wanted to really take the movie in for what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to go about it. Like I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't look at trailers. I did, like I didn't look up anything. After you Apparently told me that not, we were... yeah. I'm, I was surprised that you didn't even know about this movie. Like, I could understand, okay, you haven't watched it, but you didn't even know it was a thing. Like, was, if, I, uh, if I did, I forgot it was a thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you watched it while having a bowl of spaghetti so many years back and you can't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This, Anywho. This podcast is going to go up and be like, did I watch that? <laughs> Whenever you put it up. Over. <laughs> right? No, but. Uh, I, I wanted to see where the movie would take me, and it just, the writing is what, the animation, the transitions, and the writing, the writing is really good in a lot of the scenes. It is. It's it's very, like, I don't want to say it's slow, but it goes at its own pace. Yes. And I think it, it, it definitely, like, I don't know if you noticed the mood, and the mood very well. The tempo for every interaction Coraline has with each of the characters is different from the others. Like they are, they have their own like syncopation to them. Hmm. And and that syncopation happens every time she talks to those characters again. That's interesting. I I, I don't think that's something I I had picked up on, even though I've rewatched this quite a few times. Because I have to I have to do that next time I watch it. Because when you when she goes talk to the the burlesque ladies, like they their banter is quick and they keep that pace no matter what they're doing, no You're matter right, what's yeah. happening. Okay. Like the the tempo of the dialogue is the same, but they're different for each interaction she has. And I thought it was a weird, like, uh, not weird, but a really good way of think... building, like, building and soothing tension. Yeah, it, it, you could say it's weird. Weird doesn't have to be a negative connotation. Yeah, it it definitely gets weird in in parts, but like it feels like an intentional weirdness. Oh yeah. And then there's also another character that we mentioned that's a, a pretty important character, the cat. Mm-hmm. The voice by Keith David. God damn. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize that either. I was uh, rewatching it last night, and uh, I was looking at the cast. And I was like, oh, that's that's the dude from, uh, was it Gargoyles or something? Mm-hmm. You're right? Yeah. He also voices the president in Rick and Morty. Oh, I didn't know. I haven't seen Rick and Morty yet, so I had no idea about that. Dude, that guy does a ton of voices everywhere. 
I love point like pointing him out when I'm watching something. Hey, yeah, that's cute. His voice is, is pretty recognizable. Mm-hmm. But it, it yeah, was really different in this movie, actually. He was voicing the cat. I didn't pick up on it right away. Because, spoiler yeah. alert, the cat talks to Coraline at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize it was him. He, he actually made his voice sound different enough. But there are some, like, pitfalls he, he hits with his voice that are very familiar. So when he hits those pitfalls, I picked up on it. And I was like, hey, that sounds like Keith David. I got to look it up now. Yeah, yeah. When did you know it? I was right. <laughs> kind of how I felt watching the thing with Spook Game, but I guess that one was more obvious. <laughs> there was the dude from the Train to Busan. Yeah, a little bit more obvious. Because <laughs> you, you're actually seeing the guy. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what, though? He kind of looks like Mr. Escamilla, our English teacher from high school. <laughs> I was like, it's it's South Korean Mr. Escamilla. That's funny. That's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> But... Anywho, <laughs> so yeah, the the movie sets up that uh, she's moved in. She's met uh, some of the residents and her neighbors, and uh, she finds a like a an outline of a door in the I think it's her living room. Yes, and gets uh, gets her mother to you know to open the door to see what it is, and it ends up being just a brick wall. But something about it seems really off. So uh, later that night, that's when she you know she goes to sleep and she wakes up because uh, she sees a little mouse like hopping up up and down and uh, under her bed and follow that mouse to the door right and then when she opens it this time it ends up being like a like a long like kind of glowing tunnel it, it, the best way i can describe this tunnel is you know those tunnels you buy for your cats it looked like that but like rainbow oh, yeah, the it fuck is. out or for your children yeah <laughs> for your children for my oh, daughter <laughs> that's funny but yeah it was a movie also just this uh, like Obviously, it's styled in Tim Burton style that we've come to know. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, but honestly, I wouldn't even say that's his style so much as it's Henry Selleck, because Henry Selleck is the one that's directed all those movies. Oh, okay, so it's Henry Selleck. Okay. Henry Mm -hmm. Selleck style. Yeah, but again, I'd forgive you that, because everyone will just say, oh, yeah, that's Tim Burton, even though, you know, he he wrote the, the stories for those other ones, but he didn't actually direct them. Oh, wow. And then that's the, I think that's the thing like people would think with this movie, oh, it's another Tim Burton movie, but uh, no, it's uh, I mean it's Henry Selleck, so same same guy that uh, is responsible for like the direction of the roles, but yeah, that's I, I I don't know, it's like a weird thing that like I get it, I get why people would think that, but it's like you know it's not just him, yeah, but, yeah, uh, but anywho, so she goes to the tunnel and uh, comes up the other side and she meets her other mother. Yes, other mother and other father. Basically, like in a nutshell, idealized versions of what her parents should be, except they have buttons for eyes. It's pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah, it's actually really unsettling. But, like, man. And, and, and it wasn't too bad. I was like, oh, again, kids movie, buttons for eyes, cool. Like, I, I was also doing my my, uh, my core workout today because I didn't go to the gym and I was like, I'm going to do it here while I watch the movie. So, like, the first like 45 minutes or first 30 because i started before i put it on so you were exercising and eating spaghetti while watching this movie yes yes oh my I was. god that's gotta be quite an experience oh it's great but anywho <laughs> and so i was kind of i was following along i wasn't super paying attention like 
at the screen until I started doing uh, planks. But um, there's just something off about the other mother, and I like how they hinted at it. Like it was a little heavy-handed yeah. of a hint, but he you had his freaking buttons for eyes. What? What else? Well, no, not the <laughs> fucking buttons. But, I'll just mess with you. But like the tapping of the table, I thought was really clever to show that she's actually like not as calm and collected as she looks and sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I bet that on the outset though, like, uh, like her first comparison, like she's like making dinner for for uh, for Coraline and the other father because a uh, a point is that her she's like she complains to her mom like how come you're not making dinner? She's mm-hmm. like, well, dad makes dinner, I clean, but it like kind of like in a a weird routine. So having this experience, like she's like Coraline's all for it. Exactly, like is it, this is what she dreams that her family should be. And Basically, not gonna lie, creepy as fuck. But yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing is unsettling, and it's like it's fine. So yeah, she has like this. Uh, yeah, they they made through this like this huge banquet. Like it, there's like like pizza and like roast chicken, like like cakes and like milkshakes or whatever. And it's like like super like you know like perfect for her. Then they 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 tuck her back into bed, and then she wakes up back in the uh, quote unquote real world. Mm-hmm. And she's not happy about it. No, yeah, because she wakes up and she goes to her, you know her parents and like she feels oh yeah I'm back with my boring mom and boring dad. Mm. That's, I think that's how she refers to them, like just like kind of shorthand. Yeah, she does. I gotta mention, going back just a little bit. Yeah. That scene where she was talking to her real parents before going to the other side, or wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the mom says, "Your dad cooks, I clean, and you just stay out of the way," that is what made me like, oh. Go, yes, oh yeah that's what made me that that made me go fuck this bitch i i want to fucking grab her by the neck and strangle her like you your daughter is so sweet what the fuck is wrong with you like oh so um just kind of like quick uh sidebar here so the the, this is based on a book and it was uh written by uh neil gaiman the who is also the author of uh the sandman comics yeah neil fucking gaiman yeah, yeah, there you go. I was like, I know it's someone like, uh, who has like a, like a pedigree for for stories. Yeah. Uh, I gotta read the. I have not read the book. Now I want to read the book. Time. Shit. <laughs> I was like, I feel like Noe would recognize that. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I recognize hey. that. Have you looked up Neil Gaiman? Have you seen like the other stuff he's worked on? I I have a very very small familiarity with it. I haven't actually like read any of his uh, his work. Dude, well, he's got. So, they made a show out of one of his books that he wrote back in two thousand and one called American Gods. Yeah, I heard I've heard of that one. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Oh, he's recommend? even. I would recommend it. It's uh, it's really good. I mean, if this is, I know this is just an adaptation of his book, but if this was any indication of like any of his writing, then yeah, I think I'd be all for it. Like he's also, he's also done some comic books. He did Superman at one point. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did Superman at one point. Interesting. And I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what else he did. 
but he's he's a he's a great author i, I like his stuff yeah i'll have to check that out i, I mean i want to start with the uh the book version of this and i'll, I'll go from there hey yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just that's why I I, I I thought it was a trip. Like, okay, that explains why this movie is good. It's based on good writing. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but that's my opinion. Anyways, I yeah yeah. So uh, yeah, she's back in the real world and uh, she's kind of going through the day. Um, I think I think she's still questioning whether it happened or not. And she goes and uh, kind of meets with the tenants again. She's I forgot what she's going to ask about. Uh, I just watched it and I don't remember already. I feel like I got so excited about this movie that I was like almost not paying attention to like the the finer details. <laughs> That's funny. The but one anyway, time you uh, really wanted to, right? Uh, so yeah, she's she goes back to like she's ex- excited to go to sleep again because she's uh wanted to go back to the uh just call it the other world. And uh, she does, and then the, this time she goes and uh, visits uh, Mr. Bobinski, the that Russian mouse tamer. Uh, tamer. Yeah, it, mind you, when she met him before, he was like he seemed like he was a drunk and like out of his mind. <laughs> she jumps off the a, like a three-story building onto the ground and like like does it like a plie as he's hitting the ground. Yeah. So he's actually the dude's actually pretty super fit. <laughs> for oh, being yeah. like a he's like, like he, a, he's your typical Russian guy. Yeah, like strong man, like fifty strong man. He's like the he's like the uh, the what was the guy the guy from uh, Black Widow, the Red Shield. Are you talking about Red Guardian? Red Guardian, there you go. That's that's who he is in this movie, then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. But yeah, you get to see him. You get to see like the actual performance by the rats, or at least an idealized again like uh like this is like a perfect like he's actually in this version like he's like actually super fit like instead of having a huge like a uh, gut he's like kind of got like a barrel chested like like mus- muscular body yeah and all the mice are you know like like perfectly performing playing instruments and stuff you know clearly this is a fantastical dream right and uh and then uh yeah she goes there she enjoys performance and uh i think they also uh I don't know if it's this trip or not that she also sees a garden that they made for her, which uh, uh, back in the world with her parents, like what they do, like they're they're gardeners by, or they're like gardener like like catalog writers, like they write about gardens, but they don't really have much interest in gardening themselves. Yeah, which is kind of funny and ironic. And I think yeah, that doesn't go unnoticed by Coraline. She's like, "What well, you guys hate dirt? Why do you write about it?" And uh, uh, in in the dream world, like they. They make this elaborate garden for Coraline, like uh, all sorts of like exotic flowers and uh, and interesting things. That's where like the that first kind of like trippy color palette comes into play. I don't know if you were already uh, well into your spaghetti when you were watching that part. Yep, and it was uh, fantastic. <laughs> it was pretty great, actually. The again, the movie's actually very like visually appealing. At first, it uh, is. It- at first, uh, stop motion always is kind of funky for me to start watching because I can see, like, no matter how 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 smooth they make it, you can still kind of tell like where yeah the cuts are made. I think made. this is a like a blend of stop motion and CG. Yeah, it, it like, looked I don't like think it. It's explicitly stop motion. But mm-hmm. once I got over that, I really enjoyed the visuals of this movie. Yeah. So 
So uh, yeah, anyways, they, they go through that. Um, they put her to bed again. She wakes up one more time in uh, in the real world. And at this point, uh, I believe uh, her mother and father are going to go out to. Uh, I used to take their their catalog to get it published or something. Right. And uh, this time, the you know she she's ready to go. Just go back to the uh, the other world. And actually, her mom hid the key to the door. So I that made me wonder during it was like, does her mom know that something's going on? Because clearly, like, uh, she doesn't want Coraline going back in that door. Or is it just her being, as you say, like bitchy towards her? <laughs> So anyway, she gets the key and uh, opens the door. And this time, rather than it being a brick wall, it's the, it's the tunnel, like, like ready to go. Which, at this point, it had only been available as she was sleeping. So that's another thing that I wasn't sure, like, what makes the door active and whether whether it was just in her dreams or she was really visiting there at night. So what's up? Oh, wait. Did you hear anything I said? I did. With... Wait, wait. You have to back up. I'm sorry. I did not hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing you heard? You were talking about her going back for the third time, right? Yes. Uh, I was saying her mother had hit the key, and I was wondering, uh, was she just hiding it just because, you know, she was tired of Coraline messing with it, or did she know something was going on? And then I asked if that was part of your uh, impression of her just being bitchy. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my impression of her being bitchy. Oh, really? Just, she was just doing it just to, like, like spite Coraline? I thought so. Because I wonder, and then I, uh, yeah, and I, you know, she gets the key, she opens the door, and the tunnel's like, well, you know, for lack of a better word, active, even though it's during the day. So that also makes me wonder, like, was she just dreaming that we should be going there, or did she actually go there uh, during those nights? Because, like, clearly, um, she's awake and, you know, everything, and she can travel to that tunnel right now. So that was, that was a part of the movie, like, well, what parts, like, how does the, like, the, the magic of this tunnel work? Yeah, like I wonder if if it was intentionally like done only at night, so she thought it was a dream at first, and when it's brought to her that it's like a reality that she can live in, uh, or when they yeah. felt like that she could handle that, they pretty much revealed like, oh, she could just take the tunnel whenever she wants now. She's on board. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, she goes to the tunnel and she makes it back there, and uh, for whatever reason, like you know, I, I guess this is part of the aesthetic. It's always nighttime on that side of the. Uh, of the tunnel so she goes there and then she goes to a uh you know like a dream performance of the uh the two burlesque ladies and they're all their their freaking dogs which we didn't mention this earlier but they have a bunch of like uh i think they're scottish terriers mm -hmm. and they stuff all the dogs that, that die and like have them uh taxidermy so they can always have them <laughs> with them and dressed in a pair of angel wings and a little fake halo yeah it's which is it, pretty messed up it's pretty messed up like I don't know that 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 was weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she goes to there, and then like in the audience, basically it's just all Scotty dogs. Yeah, uh, watching the uh, the two ladies perform. And that's when we and, see uh, uh, the one the one lady in the fucking like pasties, and it's like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, this is a kids movie, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a kids movie anymore at that point. So uh, they go through the performance. Uh, it's done, and she enjoys herself. But you know, at this point, like, um, oh yeah, she goes back to the other mother, and they're like, uh, she's ready to stay there. I, I feel like she, she doesn't want to go back. And then they bring up the uh, a box with uh, two buttons and a needle, and they they present it to her, and she's like, "What's this for?" Well, if you're gonna stay here, we need to sew these over your eyes. 
And that's when like the everything just like falls by. She's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, she, a, it's yeah. a hard no. And then like the movie shifts really quickly after that. Like the movie goes from being what I thought was like a conventional kids movie to something a little way, uh, something a lot more creepy. Yeah, this is when the spaghetti turns on you. <laughs> a little bit and uh no but like it, it really does it's like a real big tonal shift and i actually really liked it a lot yeah it is because it's kind of like it's kind of like throwing your face like hey there's, there is no like idealizer like perfect like you know perfected world here like even like uh with everything you want there's always a price to pay mm -hmm. there's always a so price then, to pay she, you know, she's like, uh, no, or I, I think she doesn't tell her outright. You know, she's she doesn't want to like, get killed. She's like, uh, let me think about it, and yeah. she runs to the door, but it's been uh, it's been blocked off, so she can't return home. Yeah, and essentially, the other mother's trying to convince her to stay, and you can start seeing her losing her patience, like the fakeness that is the other mom starts to start to crack a little bit. And quick at this point, I think she reveals her true self. Uh, when yeah. she's like this kind of like spider demon or spider witch type thing. Who they, uh, who these other uh, souls that she's trapped referred to as the Beldim. Yes. Oh, that's right. She she runs into those souls trapped in the Beldim. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, apparently that's this has happened before, and all those kids' eyes have their their eyes replaced with buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of fucked up. That's like real fucked up. Yeah, it is. So uh, at this point, she's trying to figure out like, okay, how am I gonna get out of here? And then um, uh, the other white, there's a, a dream version of YB who uh, like one thing, one thing she didn't like about the YB in the real was that she thought he talked too much. Mm -hmm. So the the other mother made her a YB that has his mouth shown uh, sewn shut. Yeah. So he wouldn't talk. That's Which, kind again, of fucked up. <laughs> again, yeah, it's pretty messed up. But she ends up like he ends up helping her. Like, as she's trying to escape from the other mother. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing. Like, uh, clearly the other mother created this whole world, but not all the uh, her creations seem to be, like, abiding by her, her rules. Like, uh, the other YB helps Coraline, and then the other father uh, ends up trying to help uh, Coraline as well, even though he keeps getting threatened by the, the other mother. Right. And yeah, so I and because of this, it made me want to. It made me think that is this is this actually a real world or is this like how Coraline's dealing with her trauma? Like, I wonder if it's any reference huh. to like trauma. I hadn't really thought about that because like people will create like their idealized world in their heads because of trauma and like essentially daydream all day and live there sometimes huh you know yeah like like uh by the end of the movie you know you're, you're not really sure what was real and what wasn't i mean there were like yeah. there's evidence to both that you know it was none of it actually happened but then there's also like very explicit things that kind of point to things actually to have happening like with the uh, other mother and stuff yeah exactly and it just it made me it actually made me start like scratching my head about it and just being like Yo, is this just like uh, this is us on the journey with her dealing with trauma? Because if that's so, this is like that'd be cool. Like what? Yeah. Whatever this movie is, it is it's cool. Like I like this movie a lot. <laughs> all right, but she escapes from the other mother, 
yeah and the uh, she uh she's trying to get back home and then she sees uh her uh her parents are trapped in a mirror and it looks like they're like in a like they're freezing to death well the cat shows her that they're trapped in a mirror yes yeah and then the cat's like hey well uh, you won't play fair but if you offer to play a game for uh for your parents uh and like uh, other children's souls like she she might abide to that yeah so Coraline like grabs all her stuff um and packs it into a bag and heads back in pretty much walking into a trap because she's gonna she's gonna try to save everybody yep Yep. Because that's what a Coraline do. <laughs> okay, that's... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, she meets up with the other brother and challenges her to a, a game about finding things. Like, a, She's like, alright, if I find the souls of the lost children and my parents, you have to let all of us go. Mm-hmm. And if I lose, you get to keep me here and you know, basically take my soul, which is throwing buttons over her eyes. Yeah, that's so fucked. It's so fucked up. So yeah, she goes about it, and she goes. Uh, she gets this uh, this little uh, I don't know what would you call it. She has a little artifact, this little triangle, like seeing piece that she gets from the uh, uh, the burlesque the sisters earlier. Mm-hmm. That kind of lets her see through uh, see see things that are unseen is is how it's described, or finding things that are lost. Yeah, because the the sisters argue about it. It's like no, it's it's for bad things. It's like no, it's for finding things that are lost. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of both, honestly. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So she goes about uh, and uh, the the clue that the other mother gives her is that like uh, within the the wonders we created for you are, uh, you'll find the seen the things that are seen that are unseen, you know, whatever. Right. So she goes back to each of the, the things like the garden, the the burlesque show, and the the uh, that mouse circus to uh, find the uh, the souls, and as she uncovers each one. And she finds it like the the world starts to break around her. Which makes yeah. me think like the that the children's souls were like maybe like part of the anchors that were keeping the uh, the other world there. Kind I, of like uh, it made me think of like a uh, member in Wandavision where the uh, Scarlet Witch is fighting with um, what's her name? With uh, uh Agatha. Witch. Agatha, yeah. And like she said, like anything that like is within a witch's like thing, like like only her powers work here. That's what it kind of made me think of. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I, again, I don't know. Like this movie, this movie is a trip. I know it's left up to interpretation, but you can interpret it like in so many different ways. And I, I, I really like that. I don't know movies yeah. like that always, uh, always. For sure, it's it's kind of got that thing where like, okay, did this actually happen? Like, um. Like quick example, think of the end of Inception where the top is spinning and like it cuts off before you know if it's gonna fall or not to signify whether it's a dream or not. It kind of feels like that, but a little more, um, or I guess a little less explicit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, but so yeah. anyway, but she she goes she, around, she finds the uh, the artifacts. Dude, the, and that's the one of the things that made me sad is when the dad, the other dad, is attacking her. And he's like screaming, I don't want to do this. She's making yeah, me do he, this. He's like attached to this device, like a like this praying mantis type like machine. It's just pretty cool. Like a lot of the little like uh, insect, a lot, there's a lot of insect themed um, uh, like characters in this thing. And he's like atta- like kind of like strapped up to it. Like, and he's like trying to hand her the, uh, the little uh, ball that has uh, the children's soul. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like his voice is like super garbled at this point. Like he's like, Coraline. You know, that sounds kind of stupid, but it actually sounds kind of creepy within the movie. 
Yeah, it, it's really it, it's really creepy. It's really sad. And I was like, this is fucked up. Uh, this is like I said that a lot watching them. It was like, that's fucked up. Wow, that's yeah. fucked up, too. Holy shit, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fucked up the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the uh, she goes there and then she goes to the, the circus uh, or no, the burlesque one first. And then the, it's kind of like a trap between the 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 two burlesque sisters like they're, they're made out of like taffy in this which again looks a little silly but like in practice it's kind of scary because like they just suddenly jump at her as she's trying to grab the uh the orb from them yeah so she gets that pulled away that part of the the world breaks and then the last thing is the um the uh the mouse circus so she gets it from the the dreambo entity who at this point is no longer himself but he's made up of all the the rats that are um part of his circus in that in a suit yeah, which, which is, it, as we've mentioned already, it's pretty messed up. That's fucked up. <laughs> and that's when the cat comes to help her. He's like, I hate rats even at the best of times. So, <laughs> cat being a real bro. Uh, real Keith near the David. Real Keith David. Yeah. yeah. David Keith. <laughs> Keith David, David Keith, Keith David. Anyways. Yeah, he shows up to help her. She wins the game. And then the other mother's like, no, you still need to find your parents. Yeah, and uh, she she knows uh, the cat. Uh, no, the children are supposed to tell her like, hey, even if you win, she's not gonna let you go. So you have to try to trick her into into like giving you an out. So Coraline's like, oh, I know where they are. They're behind the tunnel. And then the at this point, the other mother had like taken the key and hidden it and by like, swallowing it, I guess. So she coughs it up, opens the door, and it's like they're not there. And then at this point, Coraline grabs the cat, tosses at the other mother, and like bolts for the door. Yeah. But she doesn't get to the door in time. It the whole floor turns into like a fucking spider web. Yeah, like a huge metal spider web. And then that's when and, she uh, and that's when uh, the other mother goes full arachnid and starts coming yeah. at her like a fucking spider. Ugh. Oh, because the uh, the cat scratched out her eyes like completely at this point. Oh yeah, and she can't see anymore. Yeah, so she's she just feels like the vibrations of Coraline struggling in the web. Yeah, which is it was pretty cool, but it was uh whoa. I don't know, like, like just to, like, like we we can only we can't really do it justice describing it. Like the visuals on this are, are really well done. Yeah, like, I mean, there's like a lot of like black and whites that are like kind of like the like popping like against each other like, against like a like the other colors. Coraline wears like a yellow jacket and has blue hair, so that also stands out against the, the and, background as well. Yeah, and again, I have to say it again: the transitions. There, there's so many transitions in this movie that are so good. I, I just. I lo- like it was it was really this was a really good movie and anyways so yeah. she ends up climbing the web she gets to the door she gets to shut the door with the help of the spirits but uh-huh. the other mother gets like a hand through and they which, break the uh, hand which was uh foreshadowed earlier because uh, uh the same time she had gone to the um the burlesque sisters they're kind of like trying to read her fortune with tea leaves mm-hmm. and in the shape of in the cup there's a shape of a of a of a like a claw, like a hand-like claw, and this—that's yeah. the same hand that that attacks her after she uh, gets out of the other world. Yeah, yeah. So she makes, yeah, she makes it out of the, uh, the tunnel. She gets back home. Uh, her parents end up end up like just walking the door, like covered in like snow, but they don't seem to realize what happened, or or even think anything happened at all. Yeah, like at all, and it's it's. It, that's and, the, and that's why I think it's I think it's like movie. a it's her dealing with her trauma. I feel like that's what it is. 
I hadn't thought about it that way, but like I now the next time I watch it, I'm gonna kind of go in with that mindset and like kind of like piece it together that way. And I was like, I guess that's kind of like the only frustrating thing for me is like, well, what part of this actually happened and what didn't? Yeah, because like you could say the 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 all the neighbors like represent different aspects of like her, like the sisters not knowing what they're about and like not remembering things and being confusing could be how she views her views herself and orb could be like her anxiety and like unsureness because like he's a fucking wreck <laughs> like yeah i don't know like you could dissect it like that and it's it's interesting once i saw that I, that's how i was looking at the movie after a while yeah but uh yeah so uh, they get back and uh, you know she thinks she doesn't realize like the the hand followed her at this point um so she goes to sleep and realizes that as long as she has the key to the door that uh the other mother can still um make it back to the or get her back into the uh, the other world right so she goes to a, a well out in the forest to go and dump the key and then that's when the hand tries to attack her yeah fucking goes full-blown adam's family <laughs> but then at this point our our boy yb shows up almost out of nowhere literally out of nowhere fake little like bike motorcycle thing and like comes in like uh uh crashes the the hand or you know attempts to yeah he ends up smashing it with a rock i think yeah, and then they just they cover that up, dump that and the key into the well, and then uh, seal it up. Yep. And like you get this nice little like I guess afterwards where they come they they come home and they're like, hey, you know, we got the catalog, uh, we got the deal, let's celebrate. And then you get the shot of them like out planting the tulips with Mister B. But no, the movie ends at that point, and it's just I I was I was genuinely surprised. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Awesome. Yeah. What would you rate it then, like on a, on our usual one to ten? <sighs> so personally, I'd give it a nine. So for me, because it's not my particular style of movie, like stop motion is mm -hmm. fine. It's just it that's not something that I actively look for. Or like the it just the animation style was just it. I don't know. It was just funky to me. Nothing nothing particularly wrong with it. I would probably still put it at about. Uh, ooh. I feel like you're gonna either give me shit or or be surprised. No, no, no. Um, I would put it at, a, at an eight actually. Just That's be fair. just because like, I I I don't know. Like I can't I can't put it any higher not for anything bad. There's nothing about the movie that I didn't like, other than just like the story itself. Like, yeah, or, like for me, like I said, like there were just parts that I felt could have been a little clearer that maybe and maybe it's just on me for being stupid but but that's where i fall like where, like i give it a solid nine just because it like just resonates with me like every time i watch it and like i am never not like into it so that, that's kind of like where i fall oh yeah no i i understand that i i'm giving it an eight just because it's just not my typical kind of movie and it's not <laughs> something i would have actively sought out or like I really enjoyed the movie. I don't think I would actively watch this movie like you do, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's that's fair too. I, and then it's, yeah, and again, it's like, nothing against the movie. I don't want anybody to be crawling up my uh, my ass about it. But nah, yeah. I don't think you're good. It's just yeah, a style thing. Like it's a it, it's appealing to me. But mm -hmm. yeah, I get why it would be like not so much for for you or other people. But yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I, I give it an eight out of ten. That's pretty much how I feel about it. It's it's a fantastic movie though. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Cool, cool. 
But yeah, um, that's all we got to say about Coraline, guys. Thank you all for joining us to, this week. Yeah, and uh, as always, you can find us on any of our uh, social media pages, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Chat Hazard. Or you can uh, drop us an email at uh, chathazardpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and you can give us any suggestions or ideas, anything. If you want to be on the podcast, we might yeah. even consider that. Let us know. Throw stars at us, reviews, anything. Throw money at us. We won't complain. Yes. <laughs> you guys have a good one. We'll see you all next week. Later. Peace.